Hi, this is Coach Ron, the menopause guy. I am your accidental tour guide through the challenges of change of life. You see, all of my previous partners, three of them now, <laughs> have gone through menopause and I've helped each one in my own way, but I've learned a lot along the way by talking to doctors, nutritionists, uh, dietitians, uh, Reiki experts, and I met someone who makes menopause women crones who you will meet. Her name is Nancy Ostapo. She's amazing. So this is our adventure together. We're taking the menopause guy worldwide. Hello, welcome back to the menopause guy. We are so fortunate today. We have Suzanne Jeffrey in to talk about diet and nutrition. It's a really engaging discussion and I think that you will all get a lot out of it. So let's uh, stay tuned. And if you are listening to this the week of June 20th, it's not too late to take our 21 day challenge. Check it out at menopauseguy.com. Leading up to that day, 
of menopause. It's an important topic. It's really not been given the uh, the focus that it needs. So bravo, bravo, my friend. Well done. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm going to dive right in. Uh, my name is Suzanne Jeffries, and Ron and I met through a series of workshops. We just resonated because we both come from a very serving place. We love to help people live their best lives, really nurture themselves, their bodies, and their minds. So uh, for me, that's been a very important part of my life for a long time. And ladies, can I tell you, I'm 57. I'm on the other side of menopause. I get it. I get it. I know there's a whole spectrum of the ways in which we can feel. I know that each lady's perimenopause experience is a little different from anyone else's. Um, also, sometimes we have very similar experiences that our mothers had and maybe different. There's a lot of different factors that come into play because our bodies, our beautiful bodies, these gifts that we have to be here in the world are really complex. I don't say complicated, I say complex. They're fascinating. There's so many ways in which we can nourish our bodies so that we can actually improve how we feel. Because, you know, Ron, you and I know this, we've talked about this. When we feel better, then we do better. When we feel better, we look better. We feel more confident. We can get out there. We have more energy to really live our purpose and serve others. So I really appreciate being here with you tonight. That's the virtuous circle we're talking about, Suzanne. million percent. million percent. If it's okay with you, I'm going to go ahead and show some information because I don't know about you, but I'm a visual learner. I love to listen and to look at things at the same time. So I'm putting on my readers, ladies. They're purple, so they're fun. And I'll tell you a little bit about myself while I'm pulling this up. I have been a certified nutrition therapist for many years. It's not exactly how I started out, though. Sorry about that. There we go. I started out as a first grade teacher because I really believed in the power of um, helping people learn, helping people ask good questions, helping people be informed really simply so that they could make the best decision for themselves, no matter what it is. Let's see if I can set this up so it's a little bit prettier, a little bit bigger here. Um, so I became a first grade teacher for many years. I was married early, about 22. And um, when I was uh, 24, I had my first child. And then I had my second child when I was 27, then went through a divorce. So Lots of changes in my life. Here's the thing. What I learned was that I needed to take better care of myself because from growing up, I really didn't know much about how to eat well. I mean, don't get me wrong. My mom had healthy food around, but we didn't know a lot about nutrition back then and the impact it has on how we feel. Nutrition is one of those sciences that's really developing rapidly. So for the last 15, 20 years or so, there's been more and more of an emphasis on nutrition. So let's just start out by saying that when we understand how to nourish our bodies in a way that serves us, our own unique body, our unique experience, we can feel pretty amazing, and I'm all about that. So I really wanted to focus today, nutrition is a huge conversation. Even if we just talked about nutrition for women, nutrition is a huge conversation, and we'll focus on menopause. But before we get started, I just wanted to define a couple of terms. See, when I was little, I was always the chubby kid. Uh, we moved around a lot. Um, I felt very uncomfortable. I was the bookworm. Everyone else was good at sports. I didn't even know that people took lessons, like classes and stuff. I didn't know that. I thought everyone else was naturally better than I was. And I was pretty awkward and shy. Then as a teenager, I don't know if any of y'all can relate to me. As a teenager, I got way too skinny, like way too skinny. And um, it was not healthy at all. 
then when I got married and had children, I started gaining that baby weight. And there was just this constant dynamic between me and my body, my weight and food, which is really unhealthy. There was a lot of drama in my relationship with food, if that resonates with you all, you know what I mean? And it was exhausting. And sometimes I felt great because I felt like I looked thin. Other times I didn't feel great about myself because I didn't feel like I looked thin. And that's just not how we should, um, not a nurturing relationship with ourselves. So there was all this drama in my life about my weight, my health. I would go up and down about 40 pounds when I had my children. And I was just figured at some point, I was sick of it. I'm like, this has to stop. I have to take control. I have to figure out what my body needs because my self-esteem was partly around how I looked, but it was mostly around how I felt. I was feeling very sluggish, um, no energy, wasn't sleeping well. Um, and it was just really, um, I don't know, it was very depleting. You know, really wasted my energy to have this, this uh, self-esteem issue all around my body. And what I've come to realize over time, Ron, is that for me, that our bodies are a gift and our bodies give us a beautiful opportunity to really learn more about self-love. Because I'll speak for women and I'll speak for myself. There's a lot of judgment out there about how we look. And so it's very easy to be super critical or hypercritical of our bodies if we don't look like the next big model on TV or whoever it is. So when we learn to nourish our bodies, what we're doing is we're treating our bodies with simple acts of love. Drinking a glass of water, it's a little act of love. Putting a little lemon in it, a little act of love. Maybe eating that extra green vegetable, it's a little act of love for my body. And even if I didn't feel like I liked my body because I wasn't happy with the way I looked or felt, as I began to practice taking these simple steps to do kind things for my body, those actions led to me um, feeling a feeling of love and appreciation for my body. And I don't know about you, but if I'm trying to love everyone and treat them well, if I'm not loving myself first, it's just not gonna work. So I decided to become a certified nutrition therapist to get my degree, and um, it's just been amazing. It's been so empowering, because there's a lot of confusion and myths out there in the world about food especially for women. There's trends, there's all kinds of crazy fake science out there, and we're gonna address a few of those things right now. So basically for women, we have different life stages, and our nutritional needs change with these stages. 20s to 30s, time of balancing career and family for many. 30s to 40s, this is really the area that we're gonna be focusing on more, late 30s, late 40s, into the 50s. It's a time of change. This is when our hormones begin to change dramatically because of perimenopause, which is the process of our body changing from having a regular period to not having any more periods at all. Then after that day of menopause when everything changes and we have no more periods, then we're really focusing on living well and managing our bodies and our health so that we can prevent chronic disease. So no matter what stage it is, and here's just some quick takeaways, it's really important that we eat healthy. Healthy food has nutrients in it. Nutrients are just fuel for our body, for every cell in our body. If we don't have enough nutrients, if we're malnourished, now I don't mean starving, a lot of us are overfed and undernourished, we don't have enough nutrients in our body, then our cells don't have the fuel they need. Our brain cells, they can't work as well. Our digestive cells, our skin cells, every cell in our body is less able to do its job. So it gets tired and it doesn't function as well. There's two causes of illness, really just two, when you really break it down. I thought this was fascinating. One is lack of nutrition, malnutrition, and the other is toxins. 
when we have not enough nutrients in our body and too many toxins, that's when inflammation is caused in the body, and inflammation is the root cause of all disease. So what could be easier than learning a little bit about healthy foods, healthy ways to nourish our bodies that we enjoy so we can sustain it, so we can fuel our bodies for better health. Just a great topic. So eating healthy is a huge part of this. Now, being active is a big part also, and I love that you were addressing that a little bit in the beginning, Ron. Being active, moving is very, very important. And I, I really always highly recommend to people that, you know, we find something we like to do. If you don't like to go to the gym, don't go to the gym. If you like yoga, if you like hiking, if you love dancing, whatever it is that you enjoy, whatever way you like to move, definitely start with that. As you begin to get stronger and more confident, you may decide to take on some other things. What I personally love to do is to swim, to dance. I've been a fitness instructor, Zumba instructor for many years. Tai Chi, which is a beautiful martial art and movie meditation. The new thing I've tried, Ron, this was hilarious. I never really did a lot of ball sports. Sure. So I'm not a very ball sport kind of person, but then where we live in Florida, pickleball is big. Yes. So I'm dabbling with that. Have you ever played pickleball? No, but I did a funeral for a gentleman who was very much into it, so I know all about it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm challenging myself to learn something new that way. So being active is super important. Managing stress, huge conversation, because stress creates illness in our body. It creates inflammation. Stress is a toxin. Well, I shouldn't say that wrong. What I should really say is the way we manage stress can create a toxic situation in our body. Because let's just get really real here. There's stress all around us. We're never going to have a day without stress. That's just not life. But what we can control and what makes a huge difference is how we manage it. I don't know about you, but sometimes uh, if I didn't, before I knew about nutrition, I didn't manage it well. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag real talk. There's the good stress and there's the bad stress. Absolutely. And good stress motivates us to make a positive change, like maybe seek a new job or, you know, try something different. Bad stress, negative stress, is something that um, depletes our health, creates um, mental um, upset, physical upset, spiritual upset, and we need to learn how to manage that. It's a very important Finally, supplementing wisely is very important, and, and this is a whole other conversation. I absolutely believe in supplementation because it's almost impossible to get all the nutrients we need in our body every day without good supplements. However, so important to be an educated consumer when it comes to supplements. There's a lot of fake science and false claims out there in the supplement world. So I'm very careful about um, which supplements I recommend. If anybody wants to know what I personally use and recommend, reach out to me if you have to share. All right, so eating healthy, what does that look like? You want to eat a variety of foods. Um, whole grains are certainly healthier than like white flour, something like that, white flour, white sugars. We really, those are very toxic. They create inflammation, so we really want to cut down on that. Now again, real talk. I'm not saying you can never have treats. That's not how we want to live. I'm saying if we can eat more vegetables and whole grains, we're going to feel a whole lot better. Now, a lot of people ask me if I'm a vegan. Nope, I'm not, but I work with a lot of vegans. So there's important ways that we can have a healthy diet, whether we're vegan, vegetarian, or we enjoy eating meat. And that's a personal choice. Um, it's important, I always recommend if we're eating meat or dairy, really important to make sure that it is organic whenever possible, because there's a lot of toxins that are introduced into the uh, livestock and the dairy. So we wanna make sure that it's organic. 
Um, healthy fats, yes, that used to be a huge controversy. Healthy fats are very important because our brain is made up, I think it's 60% fat, and we need some fat in our body in order to, we need to consume healthy fat to nourish the brain and the rest of the body. So, you know, healthy fats isn't ice cream. It's not my personal favorite kettle cooked potato chips. Healthy fats are things like avocados, nuts, olives, things like that are very healthy fats. Salmon. So, yeah. <laughs> what did you say? You hate it or you love it? No, salmon, it's our favorite. Yeah, yeah. We want to get wild caught fish whenever possible because then they're much cleaner. So, quality of food is really, really important. By the way, fat, healthy fats, keep us fuller. So, if you're on a very low fat diet, I really don't recommend it because it can be really hard for you to feel satisfied. Uh, watch a sodium intake. Drink plenty of water. And Ron, if there's one thing we can do that's really kind to our bodies, it's drink enough water. Because yeah. if can I, have, can I have my number one tip on that? Please. Um, I ask the ladies to put a glass of water by on their bedside table before they go to bed and wake up, uh, set, you know, set a second alarm for half an hour earlier and drink that glass of water. You don't have to get out of bed. You just have to sit up. But you're already a glass of water ahead of the day. So you've started your day on that positive reinforcing cycle. I love it. I love it because we're most dehydrated when we wake up in the morning. Beautiful. And here's something, I love that you recommend that. And that's such a simple thing we can do. It's just a matter of being intentional about it. Um, when we're dehydrated, every cell has a much harder time working. Every cell has a much harder time, especially with the changes we're going through through perimenopause. And if you're interested in, you know, if, if like many people do during perimenopause, if you put on some extra weight, it's really hard for the body to release extra unhealthy fat when you're dehydrated. So if you're eating healthy and you're active and you're carrying around too much weight, it might be that you're not drinking enough water. I don't know. We could talk later. I'll be happy to offer um, Ron some complimentary 15-minute consultations. Um, thank you. Of course, of course. I love this conversation, and, and I love helping people make positive changes in a way that's fun and sustainable. Because if it doesn't taste good, it's not easy. We're not going to do it, right? Um, this goes back to the toxins. Cut back on fast food, soda, and junk food. Yes, those are toxins. Please don't pay for toxins and put them in your body. Toxins are poisons to your body. Every now and then, a little bit okay. But, you know, if I could eliminate one food, Ron, it would be soda. Soda is so highly toxic. Diet soda too, and this is from someone who used to be a diet cookaholic. Sure, it's the worst thing. Um, yes. Even even if you make some tea, uh, that's that's better. Uh, there there are also uh, any any sort of natural product that is is going to be good. Uh, here's here's a tip for the ladies: if you're worried about the weight, mix in a cup of broth every so often, something organic chicken or organic beef, and you'll feel fuller. And it's only 15 calories. Now compare that to a bag of potato chips, and you're you're losing weight, and feeling better immediately. Absolutely, and then that's hydrating more too, which is great. Sure. I like that. That's a good one. All right, we already spoke about being active and how um, movement is very important to the body. It helps with circulation. When we our circulation is is circulating well, that every part of our body is getting oxygenated, which brings us energy, and it also takes out the toxins from our body. So really important to do that as well. So what kind of exercise? Well, if you're just beginning, 
and you've had some health issues, I would recommend you check in with your doctor and make sure that it's appropriate. You know, starting with a, a walk is the very best thing, for sure. Uh, if you want to be more active, risk walking, you know, power walking, pumping your arms, dancing, put on your favorite songs, play with the kids, jogging, taking the stairs, small choices, taking the stairs, parking a little farther away, getting off the bus a few stops early, taking fitness breaks at work. Hey, here's a good one. If you enjoy watching TV, every time there's a commercial, get up and do squats or jumping jacks or something. Just during the commercials. It's a great way to sneak in that, um, that training. And I do highly recommend resistance training at any age. I teach water aerobics, and that's a wonderful way to get your resistance training without, um, without stressing the joints. Make sure you find a way to move. It's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself. Now, Rob, we're going to talk just a little bit about stress. Women do juggle a lot of stress, but there is a high price to pay. Health consequences include digestive issues, compromised immune function, sleep disorders, weight gain, and more. And remember, going through perimenopause with our hormonal shifts, that can feel very stressful. So, interestingly, more women report engaging in unhealthy behaviors when they're stressed, like comfort eating, sitting around too much, smoking, or maybe not eating. I know a lot of people don't eat when they're stressed. And they often um, feel the effects of stress more on their physical health than on men. So when we're going through this stressful time, potentially, that perimenopause can be for some of us, it's important for us to manage it. So this is what, this is all humor. For many of us, you know, we're trying to eat healthier. We'll start out great, like have a grapefruit. This actually isn't my idea of a healthy breakfast, just so you know, there's no protein, no protein. You know, a little whole wheat toast, a little that milk at lunch chicken breast, a little broccoli, one cookie. What happens? Afternoon snack, the rest of the cookies, ice cream, hot fudge, a pot of coffee, two espressos, and by dinner, we're going on to the whole pizza, the chocolate, and the entire cheesecake. So when we're stressed, it's so important for us to create a healthy diet, not to test ourselves to failure and eat like a little bunny, not eating enough food. Um, vegetables, vegetables, vegetables. They're filling, they help, some fruit is great as well, but um, Again, if you need any suggestions regarding how to eat a little bit better for your body that won't create a crash like this, this is a sugar cycle. The sugar um, levels in the body have built up and they crashed. And talk about a vicious cycle. Happy to help you with any of that. So top 10 stressors, the 11 could be paramount and pause right in there. I know many of us are dealing with, with lots of these things right now. We want to make sure we take good care of ourselves. So how do we take care of ourselves when we're stressing? well, we drink enough water, we go to sleep, we surround ourselves with positive information, we focus on positive things, we got to be very careful about protecting our energy, because stress causes the um, fight or flight response, which causes the adrenal glands to set out adrenaline, cortisol, and when cortisol is pumping through the body, that's another hormone, um, then it actually suppresses our non-essential functions. In other words, when our body thinks fight or flight, uh-oh, and we're stressed out because, oh, I don't know, maybe we had a fight with our husband because we're feeling cranky. Or maybe we've lost a job. Or maybe we're building a huge business and it's good stress, but it's still stress, whatever it is. When our body hits that fight or flight response, cortisol is released with the adrenaline, and cortisol is, is very toxic. And it can create things like um, higher level of toxicity in the bodies. It makes it very hard us to shed belly fat when we've got excess cortisol. So there's there's something I take, there's a supplement that actually helps our body release the cortisol. If anybody's interested, let me know. I'll let you know it works. It's fabulous. 
It also helps take the edge off the stress without making us sleepy. It's great. So again, digestive issues um, impact women largely, uh, not only women, but also to a higher ratio, especially irritable bowel syndrome. Stress, digestive issues, lack of imbalanced hormones, they can all lead to a suppressed or out of whack immune system. So an immune system that's out of balance could be an immune system that's overreacting, where you have an autoimmune disorder and the immune system is attacking itself. So these are very common. So we want to make sure that we get enough sleep, that we are able to eat a healthy diet, that we, um, and we just really nurture ourselves. Let's go on to this. Now, it's really important when we're stressed out, especially during perimenopause, that we look at the stressors in our life. We don't want to stuff that feeling down. Schedule personal time to relax with nutrition. We've talked about all of these. Botanical support, ashwagandha and L-theanine, two wonderful um, herbal ingredients that can really help with that. If you want to know more about that, definitely reach out to me. It's important we supplement wisely so we fill up the nutritional gaps um, so that every single day so that our body can function well. Interestingly, and Ron, you probably know this, but I didn't before I studied nutrition. We said nutrients are the fuel our body needs, right? Did you know our body can create some nutrients, but not a lot, so we need to eat them. Our body cannot absorb nutrition from anything that's not food. Yes. Can't do it. It either ends up in the toilet, best case scenario, or it creates inflammation. Yeah. So when we have supplements, it's very important to make sure they're from whole food. Any supplements that have artificial ingredients like, you know, Wonder Bread, B12 added, Ugh, please don't. Don't do it because you're paying for something that you think is going to help your body and it's going to do the opposite. So be very picky about the supplements that you take. That was awesome. Can I, can I just say that the only thing I would have added to your list of cut downs was, was and you touched on it, but processed foods. You were talking about Wonder Bread there. Uh, you know, uh, sugar, sugar snacks, uh, a lot of canned, canned processed meats. That's not good fuel. We want to put healthy fuel in our bodies to get that glow. You get a better glow. I mean, you can see it in people's skin when they eat well. It's not you're feeling better, you show better. And that's the virtuous circle that we want all of you ladies to get to. And Suzanne's going to be back for our VIP session in about five minutes. So I, I hope that some we've got a couple of VIP sessions people here today. If not, you get that separately in your email tonight. Um, it has been awesome. What a great day uh, learning about ourselves and nutrition. And I'm sure that you all took plenty of notes. This, this, this is amazing technology, isn't it? I love it, Ron. It's so much fun to be able to connect with people wherever we all are. Absolutely. So. I just want to make sure we're still recording on Zoom. It says we are. That's fantastic. Uh, would you like to do a little Q&A, or do you want to do a little more teaching, or maybe a little bit of both, Suzanne? You know what? I would love to do some Q&A, and um, there was one little part I didn't quite get to, uh, specifically to supplementation for women going through perimenopause. Oh, absolutely. That's so important. And with your permission, this is also going to be a podcast. I love it. So good. <laughs> That's good. Way to reach out to people everywhere. I'll, be, I'll make sure you get copies of everything. So, Thank you. So, um, 
I, now you became a certified nutritionist. How certified did, nutrition therapist. I love that title. Now, uh, where did you go to school for that? Or you know, I looked at some different programs, uh, and there's a lot out there. So I'd recommend if people are interested, they really take a look. There's a lot online too, which is wonderful. I already have my master's degree in education. Sure. Uh, so I was looking for something. I didn't want to go back to get my master's degree, and I found a great online uh, program called the Health Sciences Academy. Awesome. It's in England, all worldwide, and they've got lots and lots of programs, and I thought the science was outstanding. So I really wanted something that was very solid in the science. I, I feel the same way. We have such amazing opportunities to improve ourselves and this is one of the things that I want to make sure that the ladies understand is that um, we talk it's it's upsetting to some of you and we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit more tomorrow uh, the lack of being able to have more children affects you on a conscious and subconscious level so why not get a new skill why not develop something in yourself if there are things in your life that you're not thrilled with we can be almost anything and help people uh, by taking a virtual course, or, or as long as as long as it's accredited, I, I I'm thrilled with the ability that we have in this day and age to niche down and learn what we want to learn and then teach it. It's not just helping people one on one because we love helping people one on one. I know that you were in a pool with, with ladies all morning doing water aerobics, and that is awesome. Uh, but we, we can teach more people online when they find our social media, when, when they take a course with us in all these different ways. So you touched on this for a while in the first half, but I, I don't think we can overemphasize this. Why don't we teach people nutrition at an earlier age? That's such a good question, Rob. Um, well, nutrition is evolving it's really been a, a big focus only for the last 15 or 20 years interestingly and more and more about the human body continues to be learned I think most of us learned about nutrition from our parents from just how we ate at home and it wasn't necessarily framed in the idea of nutrition it was just what's for dinner right but I think many of us learned our habits from our parents um, you know about I have a friend who's a world-famous nutrition um, nutritionist who uh, used to work for Cornell University like 20 years ago. Her name is Barbara Lagoni. She's amazing. And after she graduated with her master's from Cornell in nutrition, she got hired by Kraft. Now, this was like 20, 25 years ago. And she was in the kitchen. She was one of the people who made the recipes, right? Like the fun recipes for this stuff. And she was appalled to see that the purpose of the recipes wasn't to create healthy food and healthy dishes for people. It was to sell more product. Exactly. It was craft macaroni and cheese or, or like whatever. And what she saw from behind the scenes in that industry, which she ultimately left because she couldn't be a part of it after a while, what she saw was that the science, there's an enormous amount of research money invested by these companies not to make food nutritious, but to find out how to sell more. Exactly. Right? Listen, I'm all about capitalism, profits, serve people well. And they will come to you. I mean, that's great. But this wasn't about serving people well. This was just about making money. And so what they found was that if they added four ingredients to every food, processed food item that they made, that it would 
fly off the shelves. Take a guess, Rob. What do you think are, are one or two of those four ingredients? Oh, let's see. Processed sugar. Sugar, yep. Salt. Salt's another. Oh, um, I, I would be guessing at the other two. Yeah, well, those are the, the two big ones. Those are two things that cause enormous amount of inflammation. They're very addictive. Third one is fat, and I don't mean healthy fat. I right. mean unhealthy fat. It's, it's cheap fat. The fourth is artificial ingredients. Yep. So they add a lot of sugar, and then they put in a lot of salt to balance it out. Because did you know things like bread has sugar in it? Things like pasta salt, like things that don't need sugar. Sure. But you don't taste the sugar because they've got so much salt in there to offset it. Then the um, the unhealthy fats that are just garbage, they just clog up your, your arteries and put on those extra inches. And then the artificial ingredients, run, don't get me started. Artificial flavoring, artificial preservatives, artificial colors, artificial sweeteners. Listen, we know what artificial colors are for, right? To make the food look great. Exactly. Know what artificial sweeteners are for to make it taste better, quote unquote, but please stay away from artificial sweeteners. They're highly, highly toxic. Um, artificial preservatives, okay, I understand the company. Their purpose is to create a longer shelf life. Do you know what the purpose is, though, of artificial flavors? This blew me away. I do not. I used to think that the purpose of artificial flavors was to make the food taste better, right? It's not. You know what it is? It's to, it manipulates us neurologically to think the food tastes better, to perceive it. It's a neurological um, uh, manipulator. What, so, one of the things that I found when I started studying aspect of this is that Kraft actually makes different versions for Europe with, yes. le with less processed foods, with less sugar, with less yeah. salt, because apparently we educate our children better nutritionally in Europe, and they have better outcomes. It's another reason why uh, the American healthcare system, I, I could go on, on my soapbox, but we don't have two days. So let's, yeah. let, let's, cut, let, let's go back to, could you give us a couple of myths about nutrition that people believe? Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, one is that fat is unhealthy. Like, do you remember all the low-fat, no-fat diets? Not true. We need, fat's actually a micronutrient, or macronutrient that we need to fuel our bodies with, but it's the quality. So for me, the quality of the food, making sure food has all natural ingredients is very important. Don't be afraid of eating healthy fat. Healthy fat is very important. Now, usually when I, you know, when we talk about macronutrients, which many people know, but just in case you don't, macronutrients are things like proteins, carbohydrates, fats. Those are the three major categories of macronutrients. Micronutrients are things like vitamin A, vitamin B, um, calcium, things like that. So when we're looking at creating a, a, a way of eating, a lifestyle, I like to say diet, like the word diet is a diet. I just don't like diet. That sounds like deprivation. That's not what I'm about. I'm about helping people nourish their beautiful bodies so they feel great. Um, we look at the three macronutrients, proteins, fats, and carbs. A lot of times people will have way too many unhealthy fats or way too many carbs or way too much protein. And that balance is what I specialize in helping people figure out. Because even though women in my age room, now I'm postmenopausal, 57. I passed that day quite a while ago. Um, but at whatever right. life they are in, there's so many factors to take into consideration. So my last question is going to tie into the little piece of teaching that we, we couldn't squeeze into the first session. 
Yeah. How is nutrition directly correlated into uh, women's overall health as far as perimenopause goes? Great question. It's this simple. What we put in our mouth every single time, whether it's food or drink, either is life-giving to our bodies or not. Either it fuels our bodies for better health or it takes away, it diminishes. So it's just a simple choice we need to make every day. Is what I'm putting in my mouth, is it going to serve my health, it's going to help me feel better or not. And again, Ron, I'm not saying you have to eat perfect all the time. I'm like an 80-20 girl. Sure. Unhealthy, 20%, whatever the heck I want. And the, because if you're denying yourself, you're, you're never going to stay on a healthy diet. Of so, course, and then there's no fun. You're going to have fun too. There's a whole lot of difference between eating one slice of pizza and two. Absolutely. Uh, pizza I, is, is what used to be a vice of mine, and again, it's a cheap food. And Americans love their cheap foods. And we don't, we don't have to cook it. So uh, Americans get kind of sucked into this fast food diet because it's the cheapest food, but it's the cheapest food for a reason. It's the worst food for you. And it's also addictive because of the ingredients in many cases. Now, we can find places to make pizza that are all organic. Right. Even, you know, vegan pizzas, there's cauliflower pizzas. There are much healthier choices now, thank goodness. Because i got to be honest, I love my pizza. <laughs> healthier. Oh, yeah, Friday night's pizza night in my house. Uh, almost everybody. Uh, I, but uh, every so often, my wife tries to sneak a bag of marshmallows in the house. I, <laughs> I, have, I have to give her the side eye, you know. Uh-oh. <laughs> but but, but here's, 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 a, here's a little thing that I do in our house, and this, this goes against economical run because I try to give my, my 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 ladies the best possible resources at the best possible price whenever I can. And it's just instead of buying a bag of Oreos that you like as you talked about it, having one and then going to a stack uh, later in the afternoon because it's pressed out, start buying the individual serving size. They do cost a little more. But a 100-calorie bag of Oreos or a 100-calorie bag of pretzel beats filling up a bowl and then filling it up again halfway. So we warned you. Absolutely. We warned you something. Can we talk about water just a little more? I just love um, hydrating my body. And it's actually gotten more challenging because public toilets are now non-existent. Yeah. So, you know, you have to kind of... If you can get a little bit more early in the morning, you know, you, you can kind of focus your 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 breaks on on where where and where you're gonna be. So that's that's a good thing. But coffee coffee is like it's dehydrating to people. Yes it is. I was just gonna say that, Rob, we're we're like this, my friend. So so I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you your go to substitute for coffee and then I'll give the ladies mine. I, now, I do drink coffee, but I drink organic coffee, and for every cup of coffee I drink, I drink another cup of water. Exactly. Hydration. But my favorite coffee alternate is green tea. Organic green tea, I love. Green tea is fantastic, but if you want that kind of little bit of coffee taste and yeah. that coffee look, try Pico. P-I-C-O. I'm writing this down, Ron. <laughs> you see, I, I've, I've been taking notes all session. So that I can I can just share just a little bit and, and 
it's just one of those beautiful, beautiful things. Um, I love it. We do have a little bit of time left, so um, would you like Aren't to share? Are you those resources regarding specific nutrients for perimenopause? Would that be okay? Well, let's, let's do that. I love it. All right, I'm going to share my screen and bring it up here. So again, you know, as women in um, this stage of life, we all have similar needs, but then we have very different needs as well. So we're just going to talk about that. Leading up to menopause is a time we call perimenopause. It's a natural part of aging that signals the end of your reproductive years. And yes, as Ron, as you mentioned, there can be some real feelings around that. Some people meet that with great joy, others with sadness. So it's really important to acknowledge those feelings and process them. What happens in the body is that the ovaries shut down. They make less estrogen and progesterone. Those are two very powerful hormones that affect every system in our body, which is why through this transition we can feel really different. All kinds of symptoms are a little out of sorts. Uh, menopause itself is only one day. It's a day you've not had a period for 12 months in a row. Now, perimenopausal symptoms include hot flashes, night sweats, accelerated bone loss, which is serious, mood swings, mild depression, there's that stress, foggy thinking, sleep disturbances, waking sometimes. So what can we do about that? Eating more plant estrogens is very important. Now, the soy conversation is a whole other conversation. What I will say is that um, I do recommend organic soy that's processed whole, not with heat. When soy is processed with heat or with artificial ingredients, which we stay away from, then it kills all the vital enzymes that we eat soy for. So we want only organic soy for sure, million percent and sort of to process properly with cold and not heat. Heat is the cheaper way to do it. Okay? Yeah. So that will, the enzymes in soy will help to reduce the frequency and severity of hot flashes. Black cohosh, you and I talked about this, wonderful, it's been studied extensively in Germany for reducing frequency and severity of hot flashes. Ensure that you've got enough calcium and vitamin D. Really, really important. Calcium also helps with bone density and with um, with sleep. Calcium also can help us relax. If we're feeling a little on edge, calcium is a nutrient that can help us relax, which is interesting. And vitamin D is like a miracle nutrient, uh, a miracle micronutrient. It's one of those things that does a million things, but it also helps to enhance the calcium absorption. So we really want to be sure that if we're taking vitamin D, we take it along with calcium. Listen, if you're... Um, overweight to a degree that it's impacting your health, it's important you take care of that. That's really important. If you're just a little bit heavier than you'd like, but your health is not impacted, give yourself some grace, people. I mean, either way, give yourself some grace, for sure. But it's really important that if you're going to find a way to shed some fat, if you have unhealthy fat that you're carrying around, it's very important to do so with a real food, eating plan that, you, that is convenient, that tastes good, that's economical. Um, actually, one of my colleagues and I are launching a new program. I didn't tell you this, uh, Ron, called Real Food, Real Results Now. And it's all about clean, nutritional eating in $10 or less a day. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so lots of ways we can take care of ourselves, for sure. Um, Omega-3s and St. John's work can help address mood and mental outlook. And it's really important to try to get to bed and get some sleep. Uh, regular sleep time, turn off the screens at least an hour before. No caffeine in the afternoon, large meals. It takes a lot of energy to digest, so the digestive system is working hard. Sometimes that's why it's hard to sleep. 
alcohol or exercise before bed. Something like yoga or tai chi can be beautiful right before bedtime. And of course, herbal remedies like valerian root can be wonderful during this time. Absolutely. So, so, so much information for ladies. I would like to also say if you are having an estrogen surplus, because it can fluctuate with, with the, the different cycles of menopause, to, to ask your doctor before you take any extra supplements. But for most women, most of the time, these supplements work well. None of them work 100% for 100% of women. We're here to reduce the severity and the quantity of your symptoms. And that's that's basically our whole ethos, because some some of you, I, I, mean, I, I meet all of you virtually at this point, but the people that I meet in person come up to me at parties and uh, their husbands are, oh this, this is the menopause guy and it's like <laughs> yes I, 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 I've been through it several times and I, I've actually gone through the research study and it's like what are you doing for menopause and a lot of the women say nothing because their mothers did nothing and that they didn't know they didn't know that they could do something and there is there is not that one stop resource that's that's my whole ethos of being as you know Suzanne I'm trying to Give it, give it, give it all back here. Yeah, so, love so. it. Thank you for what you do, Rod. It's so important, and I love how you're serving. We, we, we do. We, we love what we do, and it's been so awesome having you here today. And I've asked Dee if there are any additional questions in Facebook, but there are not. So, right. so I, we're gonna, we're gonna call it as perfect and done, and we are gonna stop recording and then talk for a minute such fun. Uh, I'd, like everyone, I'd like everyone to give a virtual thank you to Suzanne. That was an amazing presentation. Uh, we are ready to go. Fantastic. Hello, everybody. It's day two of the MenopauseGuide.com 21 Day $21 Show Out Challenge. We are so lucky today. We have Suzanne Jeffrey's with us today, who's a certified nutritionist, and she is going to rock your world. But let's talk about uh, a big concept first, because about 20 years ago when I started doing weddings, I came up with uh, the phrase virtuous circles. And in a virtuous circle, all of our actions lead to positive actions in other areas of our life or in other areas of our relationships. The opposite of this, of course, is the vicious cycle which is the one that everyone knows about, where one thing goes wrong, let's say that, um, you know, you break a dish in the kitchen and your your spouse says, why, what did you do? And then you go, well, it's not as bad as you not fixing the car last week. That is a vicious cycle. But we do the same thing with our diets and nutrition in menopause. And this is how, this is your metaphor for the day. Why is it that when we're going through these changes, we slow down on the amount of exercise we get, but we have more cal caloric intake. This is a vicious cycle. And what I'd like you ladies to do today is to take really copious notes because Suzanne is going to tell you some of the nutritional changes that you're going through that you may or may not be aware of yet and what you can do about it. She's also going to offer you a free worksheet so pay attention and, and watch for that. And without a lot of further ado, oh, I want to I talk for just one second. 
here's the problem with, with, with not having the great diet. We're increasing our risk of high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and some of us become insulin resistant. And we can turn that around. And we can turn that around pretty quickly. But you have to want it. So this is, today is nutrition day, tomorrow's gonna be mindset day, and we're gonna talk about tomorrow about why we're the one. So without further ado, I'd like you all to give a warm 21 day chill out challenge welcome to Suzanne Jeffries. Thank you so much, Rob. It's just such a pleasure to be here and I love what you're doing here. I love how you're serving women who are really struggling with getting through the symptoms, the experience, how they feel during perimenopause, leading up to that day of menopause. It's an important topic. It's really not been given the, uh, the focus that it needs. So bravo, bravo my friend, well done. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm gonna dive right in. Uh, my name is Suzanne Jeffries, and Ron and I met through a series of workshops. We just resonated because we both come from a very serving place. Love to help people live their best lives, really nurture themselves, their bodies, and their minds. So uh, for me, that's been a very important part of my life for a long time. And ladies, can I tell you, I'm 57. I'm on the other side of menopause. I get it. I get it. I know there's a whole spectrum of the ways in which we can feel. I know that each lady's perimenopause experience is a little different from anyone else's. Um, also, sometimes we have very similar experiences that our mothers had and maybe different. There's a lot of different factors that come into play because our bodies, our beautiful bodies, these gifts that we have to be here in the world are really complex. I don't say complicated, I say complex. They're fascinating. There's so many ways in which we can nourish our bodies so that we can actually improve how we feel. Because you know, Ron, you and I know this, we've talked about this, when we feel better, and we do better. When we feel better, we look better. We feel more confident. We can get out there. We have more energy to really live our purpose and serve others. So I really appreciate being here with you tonight. That's the virtuous circle we're talking about, Suzanne. Million percent. Million percent. If it's okay with you, I'm going to go ahead and show some information because I don't know about you, but I'm a visual learner. I love to listen and to look at things at the same time. So I'm putting on my readers, ladies. They're purple, so they're fun. And I'll tell you a little bit about myself while I'm pulling this up. I have been a certified nutrition therapist for many years. It's not exactly how I started out, though. Sorry about that. There we go. I started out as a first grade teacher because I really believed in the power of um, helping people learn, helping people ask good questions, helping people be informed really simply so that they could make the best decision for themselves, no matter what it is. I get set this up so it's a little bit prettier, a little bit bigger here. Um, so I became a first grade teacher for many years. I was married early, uh, about 22. And um, when I was uh, 24, I had my first child. And then I had my second child when I was 27. Then went through a divorce. So lots of changes in my life. Here's the thing. What I learned was that I needed to take better care of myself. Because from growing up, I really didn't know much about how to eat well. I mean, don't get me wrong, my mom had healthy food around, but we didn't know a lot about nutrition back then and the impact it has on how we feel. Nutrition is one of those sciences that's really developing rapidly. 
So for the last 15, 20 years or so, there's been more and more of an emphasis on nutrition. So let's just start out by saying that when we understand how to nourish our bodies in a way that serves us, our own unique body, our unique experience, we can feel pretty amazing, and I'm all about that. So I really wanted to focus today, nutrition is a huge conversation. Even if we just talked about nutrition for women, nutrition is a huge conversation, and we'll focus on menopause. But before we get started, I just wanted to define a couple of terms. See, when I was little, I was always the chubby kid. Uh, we moved around a lot. Um, I felt very uncomfortable. I was the bookworm. Everyone else was good at sports. I didn't even know that people took lessons, like classes and stuff. I didn't know that. I thought everyone else was naturally better than I was. And I was pretty awkward and shy. Then as a teenager, I don't know if any of y'all can relate to me. As a teenager, I got way too skinny, like way too skinny. And um, it was not healthy at all. Then when I got married and had children, I started gaining that baby weight. And there was just this constant dynamic between me and my body, my weight and food, which is really unhealthy. There was a lot of drama in my relationship with food, if that resonates with you all, you know what I mean? And it was exhausting. And sometimes I felt great because I felt like I looked thin. Other times I didn't feel great about myself because I didn't feel like I looked thin. And that's just not how we should um, not a nurturing relationship with ourselves. So there was all this drama in life about my weight, my health. I would go up and down about 40 pounds when I had my children. And I was just figured at some point, I was sick of it. I'm like, this has to stop. I have to take control. I have to figure out what my body needs because my self-esteem was partly around how I looked, but it was mostly around how I felt. I was feeling very sluggish, um, no energy, wasn't sleeping well. Um, and it was just really... Um, I don't know, it was very depleting, you know, really wasted my energy to have this, this uh, self-esteem issue all around my body. And what I've come to realize over time, Ron, is that for me, that our bodies are a gift and our bodies give us a beautiful opportunity to really learn more about self-love. Because I'll speak for women and I'll speak for myself. There's a lot of judgment out there about how we look. And so it's very easy to be super critical or hypercritical of our bodies if we don't look like the next big model on TV or whoever it is. So when we learn to nourish our bodies, what we're doing is we're treating our bodies with simple acts of love. Drinking a glass of water, it's a little act of love. Putting a little lemon in it, little act of love. Maybe eating that extra green vegetable, it's a little act of love for my body. And even if I didn't feel like I liked my body because I wasn't happy with the way I looked or felt, as I began to practice taking these simple steps to do kind things for my body. Those actions led to me um, feeling a feeling of love and appreciation for my body. And I don't know about you, but if I'm trying to love everyone and treat them well, if I'm not loving myself first, it's just not gonna work. So I decided to become a certified nutrition therapist to get my degree. And um, it's just been amazing. It's been so empowering because there's a lot of confusion and myths out there in the world about food, especially for women. There's trends, there's all kinds of crazy fake science out there, and we're going to address a few of those things right now. So basically, for women, we have different life stages, and our nutritional needs change with these stages. 20s to 30s, time of balancing career and family for many. 30s to 40s, this is really the area that we're going to be focusing on more. Late 30s, late 40s, into the 50s. It's a time of change. This is when our hormones begin to change dramatically because of perimenopause, which is the process of our body changing from having a regular period to not having any more periods at all. 
then after that day of menopause and everything changes and we have no more periods, then we're really focusing on living well and managing our bodies and our health so that we can prevent chronic disease. So no matter what stage it is, and here's just some quick takeaways, it's really important that we eat healthy. Healthy food has nutrients in it. Nutrients are just fuel for our body, for every cell in our body. If we don't have enough nutrients, if we're malnourished, now I don't mean starving, a lot of us are overfed and undernourished, we don't have enough nutrients in our body, then our cells don't have the fuel they need. Our brain cells, they can't work as well. Our digestive cells, our skin cells, every cell in our body is less able to do its job. So it gets tired and it doesn't function as well. There's two causes of illness, really just two, when you really break it down. I thought this was fascinating. One is lack of nutrition, malnutrition, and the other is toxins. When we have not enough nutrients in our body and too many toxins, that's when inflammation is caused in the body, and inflammation is the root cause of all disease. So what could be easier than learning a little bit about healthy foods, healthy ways to nourish our bodies that we enjoy so we can sustain it? so we can fuel our bodies for better health. Just a great topic. So eating healthy is a huge part of this. Now being active is a big part also, and I love that you were addressing that a little bit in the beginning, Ron. Being active, moving is very, very important. And I, I really always highly recommend to people that you know we find something we like to do. If you don't like to go to the gym, don't go to the gym. If you like yoga, if you like hiking, if you love dancing, whatever it is that you enjoy, whatever way you like to move, definitely start with that. As you begin to get stronger and more confident, you may decide to take on some other things. What I personally love to do is to swim, to dance. I've been a fitness instructor, Zumba instructor for many years. Tai Chi, which is a beautiful martial art, and moving meditation. The new thing I've tried, Ron, this was hilarious. I never really did a lot of ball sports. Sure. So I'm not a very ball sport kind of person, but then where we live in Florida, pickleball is big. Yes. So I'm dabbling with that. Have you ever played pickleball? No, but I did a funeral for a gentleman who was very much into it, so I know all about it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm challenging myself to learn something new that way. So being active is super important. Managing stress, huge conversation, because stress creates illness in our body, it creates inflammation. Stress is a toxin. Well, I shouldn't say that wrong. What I should really say is the way we manage stress can create a toxic situation in our body, because let's just get really real here. There's stress all around us. We're never gonna have a day without stress, that's just not life. But what we can control and what makes a huge difference is how we manage it. I don't know about you, but sometimes uh, if I didn't, before I knew about nutrition, I didn't manage it well. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag real talk. There's the good stress and there's the bad stress. Absolutely. Uh, good stress motivates us to make a positive change, like maybe seek a new job or you know, try something different. Bad stress, negative stress, is something that um, depletes our health, creates um, mental um, upset, physical upset, spiritual upset, and we need to learn how to manage that. It's a very important thing. Finally, supplementing wisely is very important, and, and this is a whole other conversation. I absolutely believe in supplementation because it's almost impossible to get all the nutrients we need in our body every day without good supplements, however, so important to be an educated consumer when it comes to supplements. There's a lot of fake science and false claims out there in the supplement world. 
So I'm very careful about um, which supplements I recommend. If anybody wants to know what I personally use and recommend, reach out to me and be happy to share. All right, so eating healthy, what does that look like? You want to eat a variety of foods. Um, whole grains are certainly healthier than like white flour or something like that. White flour, white sugars, are really those are very toxic. They create inflammation, so we really want to cut down on that. Now again, real talk. I'm not saying you can never have treats. That's not how we want to live. I'm saying if we can eat more vegetables and whole grains, we're going to feel a whole lot better. Now a lot of people ask me if I'm a vegan. Nope, I'm not but I work with a lot of vegans. So there's important ways that we can have a healthy diet, whether we're vegan, vegetarian, or we enjoy eating meat. And that's a personal choice. Um, it's important, I always recommend that if we're eating meat or dairy, really important to make sure that it is organic whenever possible, because there's a lot of toxins that are introduced into the uh, livestock and the dairy. So we wanna make sure that it's organic. Um, healthy fats, yes, that used to be a huge controversy. Healthy fats are very important because our brain is made up of, I think it's 60% fat, and we need some fat in our body in order to, we need to consume healthy fat to nourish the brain and the rest of the body. So, you know, healthy fats isn't ice cream. It's not my personal favorite kettle cooked potato chips. Healthy fats are things like avocados, nuts, olives, things like that are very healthy fats. Salmon. Sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> what did you say? You hate it or you love it? No, salmon, it's our favorite. Yeah, yeah. We want to get wild-caught fish whenever possible because then they're much cleaner. So quality of food is really, really important. By the way, fat, healthy fats, keep us fuller. So if you're on a very low-fat diet, I really don't recommend it because it's going to be really hard for you to feel satisfied. Um, watch the sodium intake. Drink plenty of water. Ron, if there's one thing we can do that's really kind to our bodies, it's drink enough water because sure. if can I, have, can I have my number one tip on that please um i asked the ladies to put a glass of water by on their bedside table before they go to bed and wake up i said you set a second alarm for half an hour earlier and drink that glass of water you don't have to get out of bed you just have to sit up but you're already a glass of water ahead of the day so you've started your day on that positive reinforcing cycle I love it. I love it because we're most dehydrated when we wake up in the morning. Beautiful. And here's something, I love that you recommend that, and that's such a simple thing we can do. It's just a matter of being intentional about it. Um, when we're dehydrated, every cell has a much harder time working. Every cell has a much harder time, especially with the changes we're going through through the perimenopause. And if you're interested in, you know, if, if like many people do during perimenopause, if you put on some extra weight, it's really hard for the body to release extra unhealthy fat when you're dehydrated. So if you're eating healthy and you're active and you're carrying around too much weight, it might be that you're not drinking enough water. I don't know. We could talk later. I'll be happy to offer um, Ron some complimentary 15-minute consultations. Um, Thank you. Of course. Of course. I love this conversation, and, and I love helping people make positive changes in a way that's fun and sustainable. Because if it doesn't taste good, it's not easy. We're not going to do it, right? Um, this goes back to the toxins. Come back up. Fast food, soda, and junk food. Yes, those are toxins. Please don't pay for toxins and put them in your body. Toxins are poisons to your body. Every now and then, a little bit okay. But, you know, if I could eliminate one food, Ron, it would be soda. Soda is so highly toxic. Uh, diet soda too, and this is from someone who used to be a diet cookaholic. 
we go to sleep, we surround ourselves with positive information. We focus on positive things. We've got to be very careful about protecting our energy. Because stress causes the um, fight or flight response, which causes the adrenal glands to set out adrenaline, cortisol, and when cortisol is pumping through the body, that's another hormone, um, then it actually suppresses our non-essential functions. In other words, when our body thinks fight or flight, uh-oh, and we're stressed out because, oh, I don't know, maybe we've had a fight with our husband because we're feeling cranky, or maybe we've lost a job, or maybe we're building a huge business and it's good stress, but it's still stress, whatever it is. When our body hits that fight or flight response, cortisol is released with the adrenaline, and cortisol is, is very toxic. And it can create things like a um, higher level of toxicity in the bodies. It makes it very hard for us to shed belly fat when we've got excess cortisol. So there's there's something I take, there's a supplement that actually helps our body release the cortisol. If anybody's interested, let me know. I'll let you know it works. It's fabulous. It also helps take the edge off the stress without making us sleepy. It's great. So again, digestive issues um, impact women largely. Uh, not only women, but also to a higher ratio, special irritable bowel syndrome. Stress, digestive issues, lack of imbalanced hormones, they can all lead to a suppressed or out of whack immune system. So an immune system that's out of balance could be an immune system that's overreacting, where you have an autoimmune disorder and the immune system is attacking itself. So these are very common. So we wanna make sure that we get enough sleep, that we are able to eat a healthy diet, that we um, and we just really nurture ourselves. Let's go on to this. Now, it's really important when we're stressed out, especially during perimenopause, that we look at the stressors in our life. We don't want to stuff that feeling down. Schedule personal time to relax with nutrition. We've talked about all of these. Botanical support, ashwagandha and L-theanine, two wonderful um, herbal ingredients that can really help with that. If you want to know more about that, definitely reach out to me. It's important we supplement wisely so we fill up the nutritional gaps um, so that every single day so that our body can function well. Interestingly, and Ron, you probably know this, but I didn't before I studied nutrition. We said nutrients are the fuel our body needs, right? Right. Did you know our body can create some nutrients but not a lot, so we need to eat them. Our body cannot absorb nutrition from anything that's not food. Yes. Can't do it. It either ends up in the toilet, best case scenario, or it creates inflammation. Yeah. So when we have supplements, it's very important to make sure they're from whole food. Any supplements that have artificial ingredients like, you know, Wonder Bread, B12 added. Ugh, please don't. Don't do it because you're paying for something that you think is going to help your body and it's going to do the opposite. So be very picky about the supplements that you take. That was awesome. But can I can I just say that the only thing I would have added to your list of cut downs was, was and you touched on it, but processed foods. You were talking about Wonder Bread there. Oh. Uh, you know, uh, sugar sugar snacks, uh, a lot of canned canned processed meats. That's not good fuel. We want to put healthy fuel in our bodies to get that glow. You get a better glow. I mean, you can see it in skin when they eat well. It's not you yeah. feeling better, you show better. And that's the virtuous circle that we want all of you ladies to get to. And Suzanne's going to be back for our VIP session in about five minutes. So I, I hope that some we've got a couple of VIP session people here today. If not, you, you get
get that separately in your email tonight. Um, it has been awesome. What a great day uh, learning about ourselves and nutrition. And I'm sure that you all took plenty of notes.